0: Here's my question, I I don't have to. After this, the only things I have to do today are edit this and pack. I don't have to go out at all. Should I drink? Absolutely. All right, I got uh, I got something new here that I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna talk about. I, would, bit, I have to I have
1: to pick Jamie up from the airport, or else I would uh-huh, uh-huh. A very nice nip of whiskey up in. Really? All right. Ooh. I've been having a big a big living my best boy boss life. I disagree, Gary.
0: I disagree, Gary. Welcome back to Paul Friction. It's a show about what divides us. I'm your host, it's with the most, so you can call me Rocky. I we have a very exciting guest on the show today. Brig, would you care to introduce yourself?
1: Yeah, I'm Brig. Um use he, him, and she, her pronouns. I'm senior at Sarah Lawrence College, unfortunately. Sure, uh, sure. (laughs) I'm coming at you from Boston, Massachusetts.
0: Excellent, excellent. Mm -hmm. And uh, and, uh, if you're listening, you probably know me. I'm Rocky. I use she hurt and other things among friends but that's not important um and uh before we get things rolling here we're talking about donda as you know if you are looking at the uh the thumbnail thing uh but a couple of things before we start i have a uh become something of a tradition when me and big record that i break out an alcoholic beverage i haven't tried before so this so this is a um, this is an arizona hard seltzer <laughs> Ooh, very fun yeah, very, it's, very it's, fun. it's cherry punch flavored, and I'm gonna crack it open on my here, so we can get that. Oh, yeah. Smr. All right. That's good. Beautiful. It's uh, it's four point six, so a little less than a than a clock, wow. but um, so be it. That's nice though. That's a that's a good a good. Yeah, that's a, a good, good amount, especially since. Good as name. I'm sure you've inferred from context clues by now, we're recording this at 3:30 on a Wednesday. Um, so, so 4.6, is a good amount to have. Yeah. But um, yeah. Before we get into Danda, um, you know, as we're figuring out this show, I'm working with a couple segments, and we have a little breaking news segment that we sometimes do up top. Uh, that I'm going to call Dun 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 Dun. What's pulpin'. the the big a uh, story uh that we want to talk about this is actually from a couple from our in the heights episode i talked a little bit about the clifford the big red dog movie and the story was that it had been pulled from paramount streaming from paramount's release schedule without a word um no release date at this point it was pulled from it was supposed to premiere at toronto and it got pulled from that schedule too just vanished without a trace that was the last news. So here's what's new. Um, there was a there was an event called CinemaCon last weekend. It's a big uh, convention for movie theaters, and um, you know the uh, the different studios come out and share what they're working on. And uh, Paramount gave a presentation where. People had all these expectations. Maybe they'd do a Sonic 2 trailer. Maybe they do a trailer for, you know, one of the things that they got down the pipeline. They didn't do many of the things that people were hoping for, but what they did do was screen the entire Clifford the Big Red Dog movie. (laughs) Wonderful. At a convention that had little to no children in attendance, Uh, reports on the ground say that as much as 95% of the audience left when the movie started, because you don't come to a convention expecting to watch the entire Clifford the Big Red Dog movie. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I gotta assume that they were just like, we, we have, without much explanation, pulled this movie from our schedule. We want people to know that we've got something here. So they just, just shared it with everyone. Not even like, here's the first 10 minutes of Clifford. People do that, you know, just the whole movie. (laughs) This this was the premiere of Clifford and it was unannounced. I don't know if that's ever happened before. (laughs) I mean, it's Clifford the Big Red Dog. Yeah. You have to announce Clifford. Otherwise he'll, uh, he'll stomp on you. Exactly. But th- speaking of things being unannounced, um, we are talking about, uh, we're talking about Ye, we're talking about Donda. Um, I, I think it's entirely possible that there will be more Kanye episodes in our future. So without giving too much away, would you like to start us off by just telling the audience a little bit about, about you and Ye, your, your Oh, history. about me and Yay? Ye? Yeah. We go way back. He's been mm-hmm. my
1: number one artist on Spotify for five years. This will, mm. this will probably be the sixth. Sure. Um, it is generally Kanye's at number one and Taylor's at number two. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's pretty. That's do with that with what you what you will with that. But um, sure. me and yeah, mm, I had tickets to his uh his his Life of Pablo tour in Boston. Um, mm. The tour on which he infamously uh had his little mental breakdown and checked into a psych ward in right, new york yeah. um so that was was a it was an evening in december i was gearing up getting stoked and he checked into a psych ward and that's honestly my villain origin story um sure. <laughs> i'm in the in the point highest top one percent. i love this man um
0: absolutely. Do you remember how you were uh introduced to Kanye at all? Do you remember the beginning of it?
1: Damn. It must have it was Jesus Walks actually. Oh wow. And um yeah, I was in middle school. I was really into Eminem. Um mm-hmm. so I'm listening to that. was it was when Pandora was still a thing. So I'm on I'm listening to the Eminem radio and Jesus Walks comes on and I'm sort of like wait a damn minute
0: very interesting wait you
1: know like wait a, <laughs> wait a damn minute and then I'm like all right this is intriguing this is I knew who Kanye was obviously mm-hmm. um but like what's up here I look him up unless I listened listen to Jesus Fox a couple times I'm like okay this is this is interesting like I'm like this shouldn't be why is this good you know I'm mm-hmm. just like I just remember sort of sitting there being like why is this good but it was it was excellent and then I got I got in I got in deep, and then I think life. I think life of Pablo was when I was was when he dropped Life of Pablo. I was already a big a big fan, and then it was it was that drop where I was like, I like just I got su- got super fucking into it. Just super absolutely. Just like you know, and then he and then I love Chance too. I don't like ch- Chance. really fallen off, but I loved <laughs> sure loved Coloring Book. Loved his stuff. You know, after rap when it was. Like, listen to acid rap on soundcloud and so course, him sort of, of making course. chance chance his voice on Ultralight beam i was like this
0: my history with kanye is um d- different but not that different i uh i also i mean growing up like a like, like a like a white boy in the suburbs in detroit i definitely was was, was uh, Eminem was was the thing you know <laughs> it was definitely <laughs> was that, was, the way. that was just how it was and um I the the first I remember hearing about Kanye and I remember seeing his name in print before I had heard it spoken um it was during his uh his his feud with 50 cent in 2007 we would get we would get the newspaper uh every day back at the old house and it was like a big news story and so that is the the first time I remember hearing his name, I'd probably heard, uh, Gold Digger before that. My mom used to, I talked about in the last episode how my mom would play songs in the car and I got introduced to a lot of different artists that way. Um, I think Gold Digger was probably the, the only like pre-graduation Kanye song that I was familiar with as a kid. Um, and then once Graduation came out, it was like Stronger was all over the radio and then it, you know, just, just took off from there. But, um, yeah the first but in terms of getting into Kanye um there was the vMAs thing I was watching that uh I got freaked out by lady Gaga's performance I was like nine you know <laughs> and so i i, I kinda i, I kind of uh uh, I, I don't remember if I I think I was actually watching when the when the when the Taylor Swift thing happened. Yeah. And so I at that point had been aware of like Kanye's reputation a little bit of being a um, of, of, of being an erratic guy. And um, past that point, it was just kind of like I heard nothing about like the, the, the build up to. My beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Yeah, I wasn't familiar with that rollout at all. But as I was in, in the age where I would get on like the family computer and just look uh, look at music on YouTube, I found uh, all of the lights, and that was that was the song that got me into into Kanye. And
1: uh, it was, you know, it was might. Cool. I, I I I my one of my cousins gave me her iPod when oh. I was like around after My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, and I remember I can vividly remember listening to All of the Lights for the first time. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know where that lines up with the rest of it at all, but mm. yeah, same. Yeah, And
0: I remember the first time I listened to it, it was a YouTube lyric video. It was not, I don't know if there was an official video at that point, but that was, that was how I, um, how I was introduced to it with the, uh, Fergie verse included, which I don't think it was on the, in the, in the video version, but, um, yeah, (laughs) there's, uh, that I remember that being like my favorite song for a for a, a while there. And I was telling people about it. And I was just like, I, I got into Yay that way. And then the User's rollout was probably the first album rollout that like that that like I became aware of organically, you know? It was just yeah because he was doing all this stuff he was I was obviously I was watching a ton of SNL at that time and you know his his performance of um New Slaves and Black Skinhead on there uh was <laughs> was was crazy um and just the projections on the buildings and shit that was that was a, a rollout I remember very fondly and then um Life of Pablo was probably the first one where I was like because I didn't I don't think I listened to use this like when it came out um it took a couple of years for me to really get acquainted with that album I I had heard it back then but then I got to like it more and more over time and there was this funny thing that happened and it's happened with other albums since then where I've just like noticed a lyric and thought about it in a way I didn't think about it before and it just changes my perception of the entire album yeah yeah and if yeah and if we do a episode we'll talk about that um just I I I mean just to just get it out there it's uh uh, close your eyes and let the word paint a thousand pictures on Bound two. I always thought it was let the words paint a thousand pictures. <laughs> but uh, one,
1: one good girl is worth a thousand bitches is one of my favorite Kanye lyrics of all time.
0: That's and, right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the life of Pablo rollout. I remember I bought a ticket to see the listening party in theaters and I did (laughs) they were they were like doing simultaneous movie screenings I kind of wish they'd done that for these subsequent rollouts I know Kanye's kind of moved all digital since then but I feel like I don't know, seeing it in a theater was kind of a fun experience. It, you know, I like watching it on on, on this computer that I'm recording on was, was for these last couple live streams has been like fine. But there's, you know, there's something about that that was, the was special. element of it for sure. Yeah. yeah. And I just love going to theaters. That's, you know, famously a thing about me. Yep. So we can go, we've, we've already, you know, gone quite a ways here. I figure we can just go from one track to the next, just give some thoughts and just kind of um, see where that lands us with the many tracks on this album. um, It begins with the, the Donda chant performed by Selena Johnson of, of all falls down where she uh, just, just sort of, she chants Donda. Yeah. As an intro, I think it's very. I, I like it as an intro. I think it's very kind of evocative. There's a lot of different like ideas behind it, where like it sort of feels like an invocation or a, or a mantra, but it also kind of has a sense of like a lost child, just sort of just sort of like calling out someone's name. Um, there's there's an interesting thing where. Like like she gets into a rhythm and then she starts to add a little melody to it and it's like are these parts of the song because you know Kanye has this has this thing he's done throughout his career of like playing with vocals as instruments instruments as vocals sort of blurring the lines yeah. between them yeah. 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 and so this definitely feels like in, it, it, it there there could be that idea there and that comes up a bunch in this album but uh, yeah very interesting intro and I liked it
1: <laughs> I thought yeah I thought it was fascinating I think it it totally works as an intro I. Love the, the pacing of it. I love the the varied pacing of it, the 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 in and outness of it. I um I abs I was a, a huge huge fan. Um
0: and it's great to hear Selena Johnson. That was actually before I think before the pop book thing came out. Like the first the first inkling of his album was it was announced that Selena Johnson was recording something with Kanye. And that was the first we heard. Yeah.
1: Yes, and it yes, like so exciting to sort of see her I missed I mean, okay. that was by accident
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> It's a good little, little <laughs> I'm looking
1: little. at the album <laughs> um it, but very exciting to see see her back and uh, yeah
0: so the first track is jail <laughs> i love jail i love it i adore jail It is. it might be my favorite song of the album there's a, there's an argument that i might have I, on this listen. that i think i think there's another song that I like more that we'll get into but I I definitely have a strong I I like to say that the best song on the album is Jail and the worst song on the album is Jail too <laughs> yeah
1: yeah I love it I just I think I think it's fun but there's also meat to it it's I think a perfect you know representation of 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 what he does which is like these are songs that absolutely fucking slap and have there's they make you they make you use your brain a little bit if you want to but if you don't want to we'll
0: do. and it's very anthemic it's very like big i think i think the repeated line guess who's going to jail tonight is so like evocative it's like there's a spark song called my baby's taking me home where the entire song is just my baby's taking me home over and over but the meaning kind of changes the more you listen to it and i kind of feel the same way oh yeah. about about Guess Who's Going to Jail Tonight be, being, being the lyric here. It's a really good uh, hook there. Um, there's a thing that happens a couple times in this album where Ye's voice bleeds into someone else's. On the second verse, it's um, it's Dem Joints. I've been, I've been kind of assuming that this means that the other person's voice is the one who wrote the verse, uh because well he did something similar on Ye with uh with violent crimes where nikki did the voicemail at the end of like wrapping the lines and at the time some people thought that meant that nikki wrote the verse It it was it was you know it turned out to have been more of a just a sign off but like i don't know i think i was talking about how kanye plays with vocals and i feel like the way that his his vocals bleed into other people's vocals at various times of this album it speaks to something about how so- kanye about how this is like the first kind of not about himself Kanye album in yes, a way
1: yes I, I think there's a lot to be said about when kanye shares because mm-hmm. that isn't something i think comes naturally to him um yeah but it's it's very, it's extremely um com- compelling and i i noticed it the first time on when he gave chance silvers on all Light theme and i think it's very notable this this bleeding bleeding into that is that is shown up now because that wasn't there, and mm-hmm. I think that, that moving towards an uh, ultra light beam it felt like he was passing the torch to Chance, whereas now it, it feels more like he's he's yeah. it's not about him
0: i have a, I have a breakdown here of 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 how things went. My theory about it is that he talks about how he was nervous about releasing about releasing Monster because he thought that Nicky's verse would overshadow the rest of the album. And if you look at his albums after that, there are no guest verses on Watch the Throne. There are two on Jesus, King Chip and Assassin. There are two on Life of Pablo. Despite dozens of features, Chance and Kendrick are the only, people who have verses there are none on Ye. there's one on K- Kidsy ghost there's two on jesus's king gets Pusha a no Malice on uses gospel and there are 24 on Donda. <laughs> yeah like 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 he's definitely there's been a, a huge shift t- towards like bringing other voices into into his into his uh his music and we'll get we'll get into each of them they all kind of have something to say that is is personal it's not a, it's not that they're not being curated to to say what kanye wants to say they're they're, they're bringing their own story to to yeah. the themes
1: yeah yeah
0: and then um i i was thinking about what jail is about uh i sort of see it as like a metaphor for spiritual confinement in this version i think the i think the part two sort of adds the element of getting canceled that um has meanings that that they, it sort of got me rethinking the the meaning of this album once again but i think that my, my initial impression was that the song is about being unable to access God, a spirituality, and he makes a lot of references to his divorce throughout the song. So it's partially representation of like getting in trouble and partially just, just a state of, you know, spiritual just just shambles, I think.
1: Yes, 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 spiritual shambles. And then I think he is in the past talked a lot about, um, I don't, I don't wanna say mental enslavement because of the fucked up things he said about slavery. But the time sure. that he did, the time that he said slavery was a choice. Mm-hmm. which was just the worst. that like shut like you know yeah yeah he, he had a lot he had a lot to say about the idea of being enslaved as a mindset which i still think is a just like he shouldn't he shouldn't if you want to talk about that it should have been separate from saying that slavery itself was a choice
0: yeah. i
1: think jail is about jail is is instead of saying oh like I, I'm 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 enslaved in my mind it's about it's about your it as you were saying your your brain ninja. and I think his that is very compelling especially uh given his brain and his, his mental illness and his his attachment to going off of his meds his attachment to being on his meds the, the yeah the and then his divorce the amount that the Kardashian family has used the fact that he is bipolar to create more scandal, the, it just the this this mm-hmm. revolving culture around Kanye being be, Kanye being trapped and Kanye feeling trapped, and yeah, it, that's why I think it's very interesting that he's declaring, "Guess who's going to jail tonight?" Because there are times where you feel like he's talking about himself, and I think I get like that feeling, that feeling like I I stopped taking Lexapro and started taking Zoloft a couple months ago. And that feeling of being like, yes, fuck yes, my brain's going to get t- turned off again is a good mm-hmm. feeling. And I mm-hmm. I kind of felt that. I've kind of felt that it was there a little bit. I saw that in addition to what you're saying about weird. That's
0: really interesting, actually. Yeah. The, the other thing that I noticed was... The way that it ties back to four or five seconds, where he says, "If I go to jail tonight, promise you'll pay my bail." And now, I like like in that song, it like like there there's a whole different context. But in this song, the you that, she, that he's talking about definitely seems to be Kim, and it's like he can't turn to her anymore, so so he has to turn to God to pay his bail.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's well, it's very and just this idea, of God's gonna It's just fascinating. And mm-hmm. then and then we get into the whole uh Huber of it all. It is, you know,
0: and then the uh, the J verse, really great. You sort of get this sense of like, I mean, the the narrative of this album is all over the place, but it, you, you know, J it, 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 sort of presents himself in this state of like of like loss having nowhere to turn and then jay sort of reaches out a hand it feels like and that it's sort of bringing back that big brother kind of relationship in, in in like in like guiding him on this journey that he takes throughout the rest of the album he's the line um donda i'm with your baby when i touch back road told him stop all that red cap we going home is so great so, so emotional when it when it played at the first listening party just like incredible
1: it's no it's and and, see, seeing jay and, jay and Kanye. You know, you said it, Jay and Kanye are still friends. I love it.
0: Yeah. And then uh, the other J line I really liked is, don't have to see you to touch you. This is what Braille looks like. It's on site.
1: Yeah, just bars. They're like, it's just like, and I think, I mean, I wonder, it, 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 also this this theme of Kanye and Kim in the album. Um, yeah. Obviously, Jay can can relate to fumbling the bag with one of the, like, baddest, I mean, I, I'm not, I don't give I do not I don't, I'm not into Kim. But like, sure, sure. like Jay could sort of say, like, I fumbled the bag, of like, I cheated on Beyonce. You're getting divorced from Kim K. I think, yeah. I think there's, I think there's, I think there's, I think there's a, there's a, there's a bunch there
0: too. Absolutely. And then the last thing on jail is the drums, which, uh, they go crazy even though he does this same thing on Jesus is king on Jesus gospel where it's like no drums and then at the end these crazy drums kick in for 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 like a an outro this in the context of this album it feels like because he was so drum averse on Jesus is king this feels like we're getting back into it now like don't worry Wait, there's yeah. going to be drums <laughs>
1: yeah. it's like it's reassuring you it also i have to this is tentative 'Cause I really haven't been in the mood to listen to anything other than Donut since it dropped out. But the end reminded me of Clean by Taylor. Oh, sure. Which is like, Yeah. I just would I who knows, who knows? Who knows what is that? But that was fascinating to me. Kanye and Taylor just is a is a passion of mine that I love to just
0: Yeah. <laughs> could be game. could be another episode as well.
1: Exactly. Well, I, I'm just I'm curious to see if she has anything to say about that because it was very similar and um yeah. that was very interesting to
0: me mm-hmm. uh second track second third track second song god breathe featuring vori i like the instrumental a lot i the the 808s go crazy it's got these these yeezus vibes with like the the, the that crazy like vocal sample thing that comes in and out um mm-hmm. they they he, they do the thing again where ye's voice like bleeds into vori's um i i I can't say I like this song a lot. Um, I didn't dislike it. In this on this lesson I, I gave it a three out of ten, but I don't actually like I, I don't dislike it actually. It's just like, I don't like the hook. I it feels like a Jesus is king song in that it's about God, but it's not really about anything. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, the I noticed that Ye's flow was reminiscent of the flow he does on Hold My Liquor, uh, which I, you know again ties into this i this thing about it it sounding like Jesus and sort of being a, a parallel to that. He's the the line God the Son all the glory, God the Father like Maury, which is a, a little bit a little bit of classic Ye for you. Um, I thought I thought Vory was really good. I think Vory is good all over this album. I was aware of him before. He has a song called Both Sides with Chantel Jeffries that I really like, but I hadn't like seen him as someone i needed to pay attention to and then on this album i feel like he really you know he he comes through strong no
1: album definitely changed that i i thought it was fine i was like this is i think three out of ten is accurate um i think the the weird thing with kanye is that a a three out of ten with kanye is very different from a three out of ten like i i think that I think God Breath. I wouldn't choose to listen to it, but I also have not skipped it yet.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's part of the experience. The one thing is that like the entire back half is is an outro, and like it's just Gregorian chanting for two minutes.
1: It is, and it. I don't. It's. It will take a couple more lessons for me to decide if it works or not. The listen, the listen during the workout. It didn't work for me. Like when I was like, I'm gonna listen to this and lift. I was like this. Is not doing it for yeah.
0: me anymore. I, I think it would have worked on like a more if it was mostly a traditional hip hop sounds album and that was the part where Gregorian chants came in. I think that would have worked. But the fact that there is so much gospel on this album and so much like chanting and choirs incorporated into every song, like it 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 doesn't feel different from anything else on the album, in order for it to be like, oh wow, look at this. Like, oh, like wow. you know, like you know, when he does the um but he does like the like like the auto tune solo on 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 Blood on the Leaves, uh, you know <laughs> the, the, the those are, and those obviously yeah, it's so, it's so exciting. It do, it does something for you, yeah. Yeah, and, the, and those are the, the, those are a little more emotive because he's like he's like that the, that and like the, the outro on Runaway, the outro on on all these songs. They're a little more emotive because he's like doing it himself. Where this is just kind of a sample played over and over. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's I don't. I don't yeah, like well, it true.
1: also would have been if he had. He had, if he had done something with yeah. the group, I but like if 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 it, if it, he, it's it, 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 they're there and he, and they're incorporated in the song, uh, I guess they,
0: yeah. If they were doing like some kind of melody with the, if it was like you thought this was yeah. a sample, but actually I have a real choir and here they're, they're doing something, it's like, like I'm gonna,
1: or he has such a, he, he, he samples really well sometimes and it feels like he just samples sampling it Yeah. You
0: could,
1: I, like, I'm thinking of, I don't, I don't listen to X. Period. Ever. No. Yeah, but look yeah, at same. me, look at me. Samples. Yeah. Um, it's not a Gregorian chant, but it's of that, of that vibe a little bit. And I, it was a very creative use of that. That I did. It, it, the first example I can think of that might have, if he had done something like that, if it had been throughout and he had done something over it, I think that would have worked. But to just sort of mm-hmm. have them come in, especially because he's so, he can be so creative. Yeah. Especially when especially when he's sampling. Like I love just like listening to even even stuff off of his earlier albums and then suddenly recognizing something because they're it's everywhere. And it's that felt, it felt lazy. Um,
0: yeah. So the next song is off the grid with Playboy Cardi and Five Year Foreign. Uh once again, immediate thought at the beginning is this is a really good beat and not a really good hook. Um, the the like the like off the grid grid grid. I think that he ultimately mixes it up enough that it doesn't get too grading at any point other than right at the beginning. But it's like you know it's a, it's not a great chorus. I don't think.
1: No, the core. I think car. I think Cardi killed it. I definitely. Cardi I have this crushed one. it. Cardi smashed it. I just like he went off. I have the, I have this just like this big thing when I listen to to music. Of there's music that I would listen to, and there's music that I would like like live to you know that's mm-hmm. a very that's a very that's how I categorize my music off the grid banging songs for like I was I was in there I was doing I was doing my bicep curls it gets hot gets all it's it's exciting in your head but it's not laborious at all it's not hard to listen to it's just there that Probably it worked totally. for me I think just like it's it, it's not it's not something I could just turn on though, because you get you get bored you get bored with it the hook is the hook is weak, but I do it
0: for playbooks. I do it for Cardi. Yeah, I, I think this might be the best Cardi has ever sounded. If I'm being honest, like I think he works so much better over just a really high quality, like like deep sounding, layered like crazy 808 beat from Kanye than he does over the like the like lofi kind of kind of beats that he often plays with. I feel I feel like he you know. He he doesn't feel he 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 feels so well integrated into it, and he you know he's given it what he always gives it, but it just it 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 feels so so perfect for what this song is that there's yes,
1: and it's what he it's what he wants to do.
0: It made me think about how when Ye and Cardi were in Wyoming, uh, he made him watch. Werner hurt version of nosferatu sort of a funny thing there but um i feel like there's not really a central concept to this song for the most part once again um the you know the hook doesn't mean anything obviously cardi's part doesn't mean anything um the 5eo verse is fucking insane like oh my god <laughs> it's just like so good so i mean like he goes in and he keeps going in. It's like a two-minute verse and he's like he, he's like opening up so much. It feels like like I like Five Yo, but this this really this made me feel like I need to listen to Five Yo when he comes out, you know, like 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 this he, yes. it, it's next level. And and I know that Kanye is supposed to executive produce the next Five Yo album. So oh, that'll be definitely awesome. the there
1: in. is a lot of a feeling of of hearing hearing someone on this album and thinking shit, maybe I actually should listen to them. Yeah, um, instead of you know pay attention, it's which is
0: cool. Yeah, and I think Five Yo's verse just mixes like gospel and talking about faith in Jesus or whatever. <laughs> and, like it, it, he mixes that with hip hop just in terms of subject matter and style. Yeah. Better than better than anyone I've heard, including Ye. <laughs> like, like I think he That's really
1: what, what Ye tried to do earlier, and then it's like he's kind of he's not doing that anymore yeah. he's trying to mix right he's trying to i I mean he's trying to make these like he's trying to do gospel i don't he's doing that that verse reminded me very much of, of we're looking to combine and talk about the two and and make that space yeah. which i think is is very cool and harkens back to what what Yeah wanted to do or how i you know listen to listening to kanye did that made me think oh shit this is like this is cool. This is this is more than what
0: you normally see. And then the um and then Ye comes back with another verse. He slides into Five Yo's flow really nicely. It is something that struck me that I didn't even notice like the first three times I listened to this song is just how seamlessly just how like in his place Ye feels over this this like hard drill beat. Yeah. He 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 just kind of like, like you wouldn't you you don't expect Kanye to really feel like he fits in over anything. Like he kind of he kind of just has that voice and that energy where he's always going to stick out like a sore thumb. But like he he, he just kind of fits over this beat in a way that it it, it feels so effortless that I didn't even notice at first. But he's at home
1: he's at home and then that was very cool very cool to see i mean i think the only thing with this song it's not the only thing it's just like off the grid like i want to know i want to know like what like you don't get to know what he means like you just like you're like you're saying there's no substance here and and he's just saying i'm off the grid and it's like i okay like we all know that like you've been in wyoming a lot buddy like yeah i want to hear more
0: it, it feels like more of that, of that Yandy era energy of like a, a song about being an alien, a song about driving a Tesla, a song about like, like, like just the, these sort of weird little things that he, yeah, it's like, oh, this
1: song about being off the grid. Okay. Well, it's not to sound like a creative writing professor, but show, don't tell Kanye. Exactly. He told us he was off the grid a lot, but he did not, he didn't show us. And that's yeah
0: memory. that Kanye verse we got the most the most Kanye stanza on the album so far when he said, don't try to test me I keep it clean but it could get messy. I talk to God every day that's my bestie they're playing soccer in my backyard. I think I see messy <laughs> I, okay
1: I heard the most bullshit analysis of that lyric, which is all about how Messi's in Paris now and and of course the and where it's Paris song there is a mm. lot of which like I was like me like okay so Kanye's in Paris I, or you could just say he was literally in the stadium
0: yeah he was you know he
1: was and- living in a
0: football <laughs> field yeah
1: <laughs> like and I do I think um there's just a lot of go talk here I think it was also mm. just like like about nodding to Messi here and you know and then it, I run with the box boy Giannis.
0: Um, yeah, this and, is a really like
1: nodding to nodding to I'm a I'm a go your go like.
0: Yeah, it's a very combative verse from Ye, which he he's really he he's a lot angrier on this album than I think I noticed at first, and certainly than I expected. He 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 he's he's shooting at vague enemies. He's potentially shooting at Drake, uh, mixing the, the the gospel lyrics with like the the braggadocio, and it, it it just sort of emphasizes. It sort of emphasizes how the song isn't really about anything, and also how he's still doing the he's he's like still kind of doing the Jesus is King thing, but like all his other messiness is like is like packed into it now. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and he even says he says she fell in love with me soon as she met me. We both got a bag, but mine is more heavy, as if he's like he's like dissing his ex wife <laughs> because he has more money there. <laughs>
1: No, it's <laughs> so it's like it's like he's just, dis- Is he dissing her for for having because he has more money, which is also funny because he uh, that seems likely because like there's so much on Life with Pablo about Kim bringing in bringing in a
0: lot of money. Um,
1: yeah, and so I think that just shut down the
0: app store, et cetera.
1: Emoji just shut down the app store. Um, so you know, it's definitely it's definitely interesting. Um, mm-hmm. And, and a very, and a very low-weighted disk. like a very, a very, Kanye, yeah. you have <laughs> I money, mean, I you, mean- have money. Uh, you definitely both have a lot of money, you both have a lot more money than me, like, who gives, who gives a shit, who has more money between the two of you? There's another part of you that thinks, like, we both, we both have bags, mine's heavier, yeah it, it's talking
0: baggage. I was going to say that too. Yeah, there's definitely a sense that it's about, it's about a burden. There's also, I think there's someone else who she could be referring to, but I'm going to get back to that later, I think. Yeah. But yeah, overall, and the and the rib joke at the end is weird too, but overall, this is a uh, a pretty strong track. I like it a lot. I I think I gave it an eight. Yeah. And the next one is Hurricane with The Weeknd and little Baby. Uh, this is, as far as we know, the oldest song on the album. Uh, the... I I mean other I mean a lot of the Jesus King stuff was from Yandi, but this is the you know one one of the few songs from those like early Yandi sessions that that have ultimately come out. Um I'm not sure what it is about Hurricane that made Kanye keep wanting to put it out because like if I'm being honest, it's not a memorable like tune the, those like watery drums that all the stuff from the Yandi era had, I don't like those at all. I like, like, this feels like, it feels like Kanye is working overtime to just make a bad song as good as it can possibly be. And it's very good, but it's just, there, there's a fundamental thing with the, with, with those Yandi drums and with those uh just, just, and with just the hook where I'm like, there's not that much here that you had to keep working on it, you know?
1: Yes. That's my thing. I, so, I loved Hurricane Unreleased. I, like, I, like, I loved it so much. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he just kept it, he just kept it too long. I think he, like, really, he wanted to do something so powerful with it. And he just held onto it too long and revised it too much. And because I, ever, ever almost every time I've listened to this album, Hurricane has kind of come and went. And I'm sort of like, I really, th- I really thought it was going to be my favorite song on the album. Like, yeah. I really, like, and I don't think it was bad at all, and I also think it's, uh, he has many songs where you, you just, like, gotta spend time with them, and I think, I think spending time with it, it might grow on me, but it was, it felt a little, a little, both shallow, but then, like, just over, it felt very overworked.
0: Yeah. Here's what I'll say about it. I think that the, other than those fundamental elements, like the, you know, the, the drums and the, and that little whistly thing, like, I think the things that are put onto this production with like the organs and the way the choir comes in, I think those are really good. It's just, like I said, it feels like you're kind of piling onto something that you're not confident about. Um, And uh, the weekend kills it. The, the, the chorus is really evocative. I don't think I've Worked out necessarily what it means yet, but it you know it, it definitely feels meaningful. little Baby's verse is amazing. Um, the first two lines on here just I again another thing that I listened to it a couple of times didn't even process it. Walking on the bridge, I threw my sins over the deep end. Sipping till my stomach hurt. This month I done lost three friends. Crazy, great verse.
1: I was this. I don't. I did do not listen to Lil Baby, and I was like, okay, like, I, I guess I should, um, yeah, has always kind of, always kind of struck me, as like, I tend to, it's hard, it's hard if you're a rapper with Will at the beginning of your name, I really, other than, of course, Lil Moss X, it's really, it's hard for me to lean into it, but it, because, yeah. but I was like, okay, I'll, I'll give him, I'll give him a track.
0: Yeah, I instantly disliked, uh, Lil Baby's voice when I first heard him, and, uh, and uh, I, I just, you know, it's taken time for him to grow on me, but after, like, seeing what other people say about him and just sort of listening to, obviously, the, you know, he had probably the most effective of the, of the many songs that people try to put out during the protest last summer. He probably had the one that, like, kind of worked a little bit. Oh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I definitely feel like I'm in the little baby camp right now, but I don't know if I'm going to listen to him the 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 subject matter here the, the, this feels like one of the more like meaningful songs on the album in terms of it being about like walking out into unexplored kind of risky territory with with faith, you know questioning whether you can have that faith and and then trying to trying to move forward. There are a lot of goofy moments in Ye's verse that mm-mm, mm-mm, the
1: uh I do love that
0: yeah the made the best tracks and still went off the rail the everybody hurts but i don't judge reynolds line those those are some some m&m quality that,
1: I, that one i was in the i was i was listening to it and i heard that and i hadn't heard it heard it and i was like jesus like you you did it and i don't know what it is i don't know what it is about mm, 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 but i that 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 gets me going that yeah
0: but i i just feel like beyond those the, the those like goofy moments which i do think are, are fun and like add character to to his stuff it, it it finds him like reflecting on getting caught up in fame and like again addressing his his divorce maybe even hinting at infidelity or sort of positioning himself having all these doubts and kind of moving forward into the abyss in a way that I, like like the busiest the most revealing line here in my opinion is alcohol anonymous who's the busiest loser heated by the rumors read into it too much like it, it's a very meaningful verse from me too you despite know, it's, all the, it's,
1: it's yeah. it, well to hear yes to hear him talk about aa and i think well it's like it's that's what i'm saying and it seems like a song you actually have to work you know you can have a song and he's make he's it's goofy but but then when something about it it strikes um and it also is just very funny to me, um, not to be a recovering theater kid here, but to have it. I hate myself for saying this, to have it be conquering a very similar stuff as the song "Hurricane" in Hamilton.
0: Um, oh, interesting! Not on
1: purpose. There's. I am not gonna let that be on purpose because I don't know. <laughs> I'm not. know i am not i believe it. I just like can't say I feel too thrilled about having just brought up <laughs> Hamilton, and um, I, I. But it's. It, 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 I mean, and maybe that's just because her. Like that's what you think about. That's what, that's what you think about with Hurricane. But there is the now. I'm gonna quote Lin Manuel Miranda, so it gets worse. But the in the eye of the hurricane, there's quiet. I think that you can sort of see that concept is is latent latent in the song, um, which. It's cool, and I really hope Ye isn't doing, having anything to do with Lin-Manuel Miranda, because that would,
0: <laughs> that would be gosh. so fun. I, I...
1: I there has to be a darker timeline than this one where that's happening. I can't. I can't let us be in that would prove we are in the the darkest timeline. Mm.
0: I feel like he 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 just has an innate sense of like what sounds good and what doesn't. That would prevent him from putting Lynn Manuel on a track
1: from letting Lynn near anything he did. But the connect the connections interesting. Um yeah. be it be it intentional or not.
0: Yeah, I, I do think that's interesting, and I think that um, against all odds, I do like this version of Hurricane. <laughs> even, even though I just I don't like the bones of it, I just think that you know, and it feels like he's piling shit on top of it. I just you know the 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 quality and the vulnerability of those verses to me sort of brings it brings it home.
1: Yes, well, and his his ability to be vulnerable and hilarious.
0: It, it's also the first song on this album that like that like goes out on a high note instead of kind of petering out with some kind of long outro. <laughs> like it's the first song that just yeah. like, that just like bring in the choir end of song. And you gotta end respect that.
1: And it, well, and that's the thing is he, yeah, he has such an ability to make songs flow into one another and he showcases it well in hurricane instead of any in other ones where it's like, we know, you know how to do this. Why the, why does it have to take uh, like two minutes, for
0: example, without the Grid? so the next song is praise god with travis scott and baby keem uh this is the first time on the album that we actually hear donda and on my listening to it for this episode i forgot i legitimately forgot that the album was supposed to be about donda until i heard her on this song (laughs) it's true but
1: i think hearing donda there makes the songs before it about Donda
0: especially
1: I think Donda's pulling him out of the hurricane is sort of my I think he's kind of coming in and he's pulling it pulling her out of the hurricane
0: that's very interesting yeah because because she you know she's reading this excerpt from Gwendolyn Brooks and she says uh even if you're not ready for the day it cannot always be night yeah that is that that is her sort of like reminding him like, like, like bringing him towards the next day. And, and I think the way that the beat kicks in after that sample is so, it goes so crazy. <laughs> it's so good. It's so
1: crazy. And I did just listening to this feel sort of like the Gwen, Gwendolyn Brooks and Travis Scott and Kanye are all here. That's really, and that's, that's like, hilarious. that's pretty fucking sick. Like that is what <laughs> your your Sarah Lawrence trash douchebag poet white boy that's what I came that's what I came for
0: I was talking about how 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 yay incorporates vocals and I love on the on the hook I love this hook for a lot of reasons I love the cadence of it but I love the way that that Donda sang into the night is like incorporated into it it reminds me of the hook on ecstasy and how it ends with i thought of all of this on ecstasy it it sounds so cool and i just i love it so much um travis does his thing obviously you know he's not a guy who really talks about anything so like he just gives it a vibe
1: travis and
0: he's giving it travis the same way that the same way that cardi is given to cardi travis is giving it travis
1: yes and there's i mean there's i don't think there's a lot you can say negatively about travis like other than that it's not that substantial but like he's fun he knows how to have fun and like that's what's up with travis and
0: yeah and we have the speaking of playing with vocals there there have been like choirs and chanting incorporated into the beats of like every single song so far including this one um the beat is massive and crazy once again feels great sounds great um a lot of this half of the album finds yay working with common sounds and aesthetics and modern hip-hop but you know giving them that just giving them that kanye secret sauce you know just making them feel more full and more like anthemic and huge and it's great yes yes and and the uh, the, the like walking out the graveyard hook it sort of positions this song once again as, as kanye coming back to life being 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 brought into into the day once again and uh, like Five Yo, like a lot of the features on here, Baby Keem is most. I even though Baby Keem takes like a minute to get started, and he does he does the six forty five AR thing and all that. I just I love his verse on this song.
1: Yeah, no, that was another one where I was like, okay, I guess I need to get into Baby Keem
0: now. Yeah, uh, I've been into Baby Keem, but this is definitely like a like a big fucking moment for him.
1: Because yeah. no, he he crushed it. He um. He
0: crushed it. He did. I love the, I love when he does the high pitch vocal. I love the, I love the, I bought the boom. I bought of the bang. I love, the. you know, he's, he's <laughs> fucking going for it. Um, I was kind of hoping to have the hook come back at the end once again, because I just love the hook, but I also just feel like the second half of the song, it's like, it's baby Keen's song. You gotta, you gotta close it out there. Yeah. And, and Keen kind of gives his own perspective on spirituality. Again, you can kind of see him in this moment of yay coming, you know, Walking out the graveyard, as he says, you can you can you can see Keem is sort of another like f- another like figure along his path. It's like a it, it's like a it's like a ride at an amusement park, like Pirates of the Caribbean, where 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 ye's just on the boat and he's and these figures are like popping out from the bushes and giving <laughs> and just sort of sharing their stories with him.
1: Yes, well, I do. I think it's incredibly cool to have a bunch of different people coming in and giving their perspectives on spirituality. I think that. Yeah um because something that's felt that felt kind of gross to me about jesus is king is the message jesus is king and i think seeing him come in and sort of give space for for helped helped i i've always understood sort of jesus is king being like kanye's own realization of his own spirituality but because kanye is who he is he's his realization of his spirituality is actually exactly what's right because he is the only person in the universe in his exactly <laughs> in his world. And I, I'm like, yeah, Kanye, that's that's cool. But I think having him let other people share what they're thinking about religion is uh is cool of him and and uh, yeah.
0: And I, I just think the fundamental problem with Jesus is king, more so than than anything else is just that Kanye does not have anything to say about Jesus <laughs> you know like in in 2004 when, when when Kanye put out Jesus Walks it was like okay I'm doing this and no one else is and that's cool but now with 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 Chance and Kendrick and like 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 rappers talk about Jesus they they do and so for Kanye to come out they and just do. be like and just be like uh Jesus is cool the devil's a fool you know like like what are we doing here <laughs>
1: You're not John Milton. Like <laughs> you're not. Like I want I want Kanye to do what Blake and Milton did because he's just doing exactly what they, they did. And they already did that a long time ago. Exactly. So Kanye, like Kanye, it's like step on that and take it a step further. And then like you like almost almost could fit yourself into the canon. Like you like like there there could be a case to be made for Kanye having done something. With this this tradition of working with the Bible, and instead he's just sort of saying, "Yeah, I'm religious now." Yeah, <laughs> he hasn't, and I think he's getting, he's starting to get there with I do, absolutely. I do think
0: absolutely. I, th- I think this song, I, I think this album, he's definitely opening up a lot more, and part of that is the. The turmoil that he is that he's faced just recently with his divorce and everything, obviously that that's such a recurring theme on this album. But I think that that anger and that heartbreak and the the, the those other emotions coming it, co- complicating his his spirituality, I think, is making the his perspective a lot stronger. Yeah, yeah. So the next song is Jonah with Vori and Lil Dirk. Um, probably, I would say weakest on the album so far uh kind of i I can never remember it. I like the uh I, I like the the dirk verse and the fact that Dirk has just been through so much shit with his with his yeah. best friend dying and his brother dying and like the like, like you can feel that pain come out in the verse. um and I think vori is great too, but it just it's it doesn't stick with me.
1: yeah, the only like the only thing I think worth thinking about with Jonah is that it's name that it's called Jonah. um, yeah i didn't even think about that (laughs) i like this is new i don't i very never have been to church in my life and suddenly have to read the bible for bill so i'm
0: Mm.
1: unlocking those tidbits of, of religious information i remember so that that i was sort of like okay that's interesting um don't haven't yet haven't yet figured out like why you know why
0: jonah but um yeah, well, I, I guess Jonah is another figure like Lil Dirk who has been, who, who has been sort of beaten down by life in a lot of ways, and I guess they're both. Oh, hold on, this says that the track is a tribute to Jonah Ware, independent artist in Louisville, who was shot and killed on August eighth, twenty twenty. Um
1: yeah. I kind of don't so buy that. I kind of feel like
0: I kind of I kind of feel like there's the, like the biblical Jonah is. There's has gotta to be. be. Part there's, of this.
1: Gotta, there's and it's also I mean it's just interesting. Um, this is about the album a little bit more as a whole, but the having Jonah, which is just a name, it's called Donda, and then 24, which is obviously Kobe, will get there, um, Mm -hmm. and then Donda. I I just think that's I think that's very interesting. This mixing of oh interesting um this just this like this one namedness and him sort of moving to be wanting to be called Yay. Is interesting. I think wow. there's a case to be made for Kanye talking about himself as a Jesus figure. I guess is what I'm kind of trying to say. That and we've known that he did use this, but um, I'm 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 just interested in that. So I'm I'm, I'm interested in this. Like you have nouns, right? Mm-hmm. Jail, and then you have actions. God breathe. I'm off off the grid. And I think that's very just like there. Oh, and Junior. Junior is also a name. So we've got just like a bunch of different a bunch of different names then mixed mix in with stuff like hurricane moon which are
0: also arguably names. I
1: think there's something there's something there that I haven't yeah. fully uncovered yet but it's very interesting to me.
0: That's very interesting. And and, and and as we're talking about the idea of Jonah and, and his you know his his trials like I was going to talk about how Kanye's verse is like combative and and angry and feels like it's sort of losing the plot a little bit but I actually think that if he's if he's putting himself in that figure of Jonah and in that, um, and then and he says, holy father, please let me step in. I uh, can't talk to buddy like that. I get bloody like that. Like, like it, you know, it feels like he is sort of struggling with the, the, this idea of being faithful, of being pious, because he still has that, that bitter energy in him from. Yes. From what came. Exactly.
1: To exactly. I mean, and it's like, even if it is for um the, 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 whoever was, was killed, not Jonah he like there is there is still even if it's for him there is there has to still be the the meaning the the meaning of Jonah there since yeah since it the the album is just biblical so
0: I'm positive yeah yeah so yeah uh don't like Jonah (laughs) still. I mean now that I know I don't like it I think it's rich
1: for analysis but I'm not gonna put it on the car I'm not gonna listen to it it's yeah
0: like yeah, that feels like it's a it's a common thing on this album where there are a number of songs that are kind of slow and down tempo and not as musically interesting, but are also like important to the narrative and like <laughs> yeah yeah exactly. The next song is okay okay with Lil Yachty and Ruga. Um, as I said, uh, the, the first of all this this song kind of like. The same as that, as that like combative energy Ye was bringing at the end of Jonah. He brings it right back at the beginning of OK, OK, taking shots at Drake right off the bat. And I think that speaks to sort of the extent to which him kind of provoking that, like like, like poking that beehive again. um, it's, It's part of the rollout for this album. And it speaks to the themes that are coming in on this album, because actually, if you look at it, like the fact that he's angry and the fact that he's picking fights fits that point in the album and it, it you know, it feels intentional to the narrative, but it also, um, but like this meta thing about Drake is really just part of, part of the, the album narrative.
1: Yep. No, that's exactly, exactly, exactly what I'm thinking that Drake has become a character in this. Um...
0: It's true. He's part of the universe.
1: He's part of this universe, which I think is fascinating because it's kind of Kanye, like, like being able to understand that his life is, what he's living is one thing and then he has this life that we are all consuming and you know devouring so interesting it's almost like I don't know it's like we know the the Kanye biopic will come eventually we all know it's gonna happen and I think that Kanye is yeah. kind of acknowledging <laughs> not necessarily. like I think he's acknowledging like there's him and there's how much he as a person cares about Drake yeah and then there's the fact that it, Drake, he, him and Drake are, are taking shots at each other and it makes people more excited to listen to Donda and to listen to Loveboard because they're going back and forth and so
0: he knows he kind of has to do it he, he's nodding to moments and there are a lot of things on this album that very much feel like they're integrated in a way just to be like like having Jay on on, on jail it's a it's another moment that's just like this is clearly meant to be part of the Kanye narrative this is the return of the throne you know like 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 he's 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 planting these chapters to be to be part of the 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 tome of of kanye's career
1: which is again him as a as a jesus figure um that's true
0: <laughs> that's that's funny
1: really into this i'm mm-hmm. i'll probably end up writing a conference paper about it this year because fuck it so yeah there you go
0: getting into okay okay another weak hook in my opinion not 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 very memorable. Um, I like the production here. I lost my mind, like I said when Yadi came on during the second live stream. Yadi, this isn't it's a revelation for Yadi just in that Yadi isn't often giving it his all <laughs> as a rapper, you know. Oh. He's just- like, like, like he's, uh, you know, he, he he's he's really putting into it right now. He did have uh, a good mixtape earlier this year. He has been kind of moving in a in a strong direction, but it's just like he, you know, he he comes through on this track. Not the most memorable verse on the album, but I think he, you know, it's it's good.
1: Yeah, he he managed to reach some depth that I didn't really know he had or wanted to have. Yeah, always thought he was just into making bops, which he does, but it's cool to see him scratch the surface a little bit and really do something
0: yeah and the Ruga verse i don't know I, I i think it's the verse that probably suffers the most from kanye's no cussing policy um and it's just you know it, it it's like a fine verse it doesn't feel like it has as much depth to it as the like like given the style of verse that it is it feels like and, and where it is on the album it's like this with Yadi's verse, this is clearly a point for Ruga to be saying something, and it feels like he's kind of he's kind of fumbling that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think Kanye is now casting policies. I really, yeah. I really, I like like Kanye, totally. but I don't think it's telling who can do it and who can't. You know, and I I do sure. think like sure. I think that's a no, but I've I've had plenty of writing teachers, you know, sort of be like, yeah, of course you can right dialogue where people swear but you need to know why you're gonna do it you need there needs to do you just are you just saying it to say it or are you saying it for a reason and I think that while it just strikes me as kind of dumb to say that people can't swear on his album especially given you know given the kind of music I mean like like you're such a fucking hoe I love it you wrote that and now you're gonna tell people they can't swear on your album like a but I do think it's telling how talented people are and how capable they are because it it is a crutch for creative people in, yeah, in general, yeah. I
0: think. And I mean and I mean Kanye censors himself on this record, just to <laughs> just to talk about how yeah. how bullshit it is. Like even he's not really <laughs> not really doing it. But um, um but yeah, there's definitely I mean there are people like the locks and you know Griselda, there are people who clearly Put some strong effort into like being on theme and and you know abiding by Kanye's rules in this record. And there are people like Yadi clearly clearly tried to. He does have one censor in there, but it's 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 clear that he was like working around it. And Ruga was not giving it his all. I don't think.
1: Yeah, he just wasn't. He wasn't there a hundred percent, which is just interesting. Yeah.
0: And if he had been on a Vibeer track like Junior, the one coming up, like that would be fine. But it's you know this 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 it, it felt like a moment. That was clearly designed for him to like say something, and he d- mostly does. I mean,
1: yeah, yeah, I diff- I mean, I think that's just another thing about this album that's interesting is that there's just a clear divide between tracks that are supposed to say something and and vibey tracks. Yeah. Um, I mean, given how given that it is 24 songs long or 27 songs long, yeah. Um, it's like you probably could have could have had songs that meant something and had vibes.
0: Yeah, and we get more of that—that um, that like combative yeah on this song. It feels like the praise God to Junior sort of block here is where that really comes in. But he says uh, he he says find God before it's too late, just as the track cuts off. It's just it's a little bit, but it feels like something that's and it's and that's also there in the in the hook too. But it's definitely like this is the part of the album where he's pissed off at people. Yeah. So the next track is Junior, which. I like this song more than a lot of people seem to. Um, it definitely feels like it didn't need to be on the album. Like it could have been a, a, a like a loose thing or whatever. It doesn't, it, it's not, it, it's not about <laughs> very much, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's a vibe. I like the hook a lot. I like uh, Cardi's great. The part two version with Dolla Sign, love Dolla Sign. Don't know why that they didn't just put that version on the album, but like, yeah Yeah, like we
1: didn't both of them but it's so it's fun it's just like fun like it's I think it's just like it's a good time which it's like uh everything building up to this there's been just like pretty something very meaty in there other than really under them and off the grid there's been something there to like dig into to think about to use your brain on and then yeah.
0: And that's the kind of song that you could do like a bunch of remixes for. You could get like, oh, yeah. You could get like ASAP Mob on there. You could get Nicki Minaj on there. You could just, you could, you could throw out as many versions of that song as you want.
1: Yeah. And he's, and he, I think he, I think he'll do it for sure. I hope so. Could definitely see Nicki getting overs. Um, yeah. I think she, can't, I think she higher plays in this album than what, what happened there, who knows. But I think she could, I think she could do something fun with it. And I Absolutely. can see it. Absolutely. and there's
0: there's a distinct lack of of women on this album there were it was especially apparent in the second live stream he he refitted it with with the, i mean i guess the believe what i say a sample but really he put um he put chan on it after that um but i just think you know you could get nikki anytime are you telling me kanye can't get like doja cat on a track you know <laughs> like, like like there's a lot of people yeah. who could just get on a kanye track whatever whatever you want
1: That I mean that is and it is just very telling about who is on here because I don't know. It's like it's like Kanye asks you to do something with him. Like how are you you don't how are you gonna say no? I feel like you so it's like you know who he asked and like who he who he wanted there. Because I think it would be very difficult to say no to Kanye really.
0: Absolutely. And uh, you know, there's so many pictures of, of all those different people who showed up in Wyoming and they're just there weren't a lot of women in general. Um
1: I can't I can't say
0: that's too shocking. It's
1: disappointing, but
0: yeah. The other thing I would say to Junior's benefit in terms of just his placement on the album, we probably could have put something else here, but there's a string of like down tempo songs here with Jonah and OK, OK. And I feel like you couldn't just go straight into Believe What I Say. Like you, you no, need you something couldn't. like Junior to to be the uh, the bridge there. I love Believe What I Say. Um, obviously, it was teased in 2020 and I kind of never expected it to come out. But uh amazing sample I love this this you know it's doing the house beat thing it kind of feels like a successor to Fade in that way but it's also just like it has I got like really like late registration college dropout vibes from it too like like it it feels very old school to me
1: yes yes it's it's honoring honoring that era of his and just it's it's wonderful and it's it's
0: really fun great hook um in his in his verse he's got that classic kanye stuff too that like cheeky kind of defiant energy where he's like talking about flow joe he's saying free throat coat for the throat goats that like just just a really a really fun kanye song something i thought was interesting though is that um the hook of this song even like the the way that it all comes together it's clearly about it feels like it's about Kim and and he says, don't let the lifestyle drag you down. Um, One less sparkle to follow in my life. Like, it feels like this is the, it it, it feels like kind of a, a positive sort of reflective breakup song in a way. And yet the song was part of it was recorded in 2020. So that, that sort of ties into my thing about how Kanye has these real life events that he sort of, fit eagles in terms of how they're presented in the press so that they line up with his albums
1: absolutely no like like he him and kim If. i mean i have a hard time it wasn't until i listened to what he said about kim on this album that i believed that there was anything substantial there i just like didn't buy into it at all i found i but i i sort of saw it there and i I just feel very very confident that he that relationship who knows how long it was on the rocks when it got on the rocks sure. but that, that it was intentional um yeah,
0: I and, and, and like it, you look at just the, their attitudes towards each other now it's very clear that like they were completely on the same page about it <laughs> like like there's
1: there's, there's-, on, there's adoration and she sh- and she showed up in the wedding like it's it's i don't know and that's interesting it's it's just it's very um performative but so consciously that i i kind of respect it i also think just the things he's saying about li- lifestyle um and and i'm here and the fact that it sort of harkens back to earlier albums um i think just makes me think about homecoming and the uh, the talk about um you know i never i never fuck with rappers because they always leave in this um sort of yeah. story he's telling about a woman um who he could have been with but each was fame and that also obviously is very 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 relevant with Donda and the fact that her death was because of plastic surgery which she obviously probably
0: yeah speculation
1: is that she wouldn't have gotten the plastic surgery if she this is this is the thing that's always been compelling to me about Kanye is the fact that she do wouldn't have gotten plastic surgery if Kanye hadn't been famous and then she died because of plastic surgery and that's the thing that's always been like of course this dude is as screwed up as he is like of course he is because like that is like that's that's some damage and i think talking about this lifestyle and he goes from a position where he's i don't know i just think it's very interesting and i think reflecting on fame and how it's affected his relationships with people is a common theme and i think that it's the transition into it affecting his relationship with Kim Kardashian, who is obviously a Kardashian versus Mm -hmm. his relationship with people who previously weren't in the spotlight, instead talking about what it does to a relationship when you are with someone who is equally in the spotlight as you.
0: Yeah. I'm also just now thinking about, I was talking about how it has, it has that that house beat that makes it feel like a successor to fade, but also the the hook of Fade is your love is fading and now this song is uh one less sparkle to follow in my light. You know, they, 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 there's there's definitely a, a thematic element there too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like it's intentionally hearkening back to um
0: yeah. And then the uh the 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 Boudry banton interlude, I like that too. I don't know it, it, the the it, it's a little like the fact that it's all so, like slow and spoken word, I think that's interesting and like effective. It reminds me of uh it reminds me of Take Care by Drake, actually. <laughs> like the, you know, that that Gil Scott Heron sample that comes in the in the breakdown at the end there. I just um and that whole song is a is a Gil Scott Heron cover, but um it it feels structurally similar. I feel like a boojibanton thing could have been sung or rapped, but there is something kind of compelling about it being uh spoken word, and it just like it, it brings it brings the the like meaning together, where up to that point you're kinda like, What's the song about? And then and then Butcher Banton is like, let me get the 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 lyrics up here real quick. He's like, um, I didn't throw a fit when you said you wanted to leave. I told you I loved you, but you didn't believe, you know, just 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 really making it clear.
1: Yeah, that's, and also just I think it's interesting to I think it's interesting to sort of to that it resembles take care, I think just as it's just fascinating to me because it's like there's a lot of this they're beefing but then also Mm -hmm. the feelings of fame and of of the positions they're in are still so like so similar and there's this like the stories are overlapping and
0: yeah i would not be surprised if certified lover boy has has a lot of songs that are reminiscent of like of, of 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 kanye like life of pablo my beautiful doctor yeah any of the albums where he's talking about his relationship with fame
1: yes and i do i also think it's very just very interesting the sort of house beats um as a thread through that
0: yeah absolutely so the next song is 24 uh short gospel track gives a sense of of it being an interlude kind of but uh obviously it is a full-length song uh I feel like this is stronger as a gospel track than most of the stuff on Jesus King. It's, you know, it's, um, it's probably like really at about the same level, but it just, it has more meaning in the context of the album. And uh,
1: yeah, I think the fact that it's, um, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming it's for Kobe um, given that it's called 24. Um, and I think that that just makes it more meaningful because it's, this the spirituality there is is sort of about something and for something and then obviously the nodding to Kobe Bryant definitely adds to the theme of um goats on this album and then I think unintentionally adds to the theme of of uh cancel culture on the album because Kobe of course um was a rapist and yep was yeah. not a good person and we've kind of all he's dead now so his death was so deep tragic you know that I think yeah. that's really, yeah.
0: Um, it, it, it's an effect that can be tied to the spirit and to God that sort of changes the way that the way that we per we perceive a person through the lens of their deeds. Exactly, exactly. But I also think that in the context of this album, you know, just the uh, never the right time to go. God's not finished. Uh, had to make it right before you left. Like there's there's definitely a. Um, the, 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 there's a sense of this song being about, about Donda, first of all, but about, it could be about him in a way in terms of, in terms of the different meanings of leaving. He says, new me over the old me. And, uh, and uh, I know you're alive, God's not finished. Like which could be denial, but could also be like him talking about dealing with squaring with different versions of himself. Like it, it, it's an evocative.
1: Yeah. Thing yeah I know I thought it was very I mean I think like talk about mommy issues the number of times you have no idea if he's talking about don dark him I think is yeah compelling um or god or god it's so interesting and I like um yeah no. the I know you're alive and god's not finished really really just hit me um and then the the Kobe Bryant element of it which I just I that's I mean Kobe's death has been so present on like most of the rap albums that's come out since that have come out since his death. I think it's, um, obviously really sticking out, but something to me, you know, following basketball, seeing, um, players break records that Kobe set, you know, um, is a very weird feeling of sort of like, and that reminded, I know you're alive and got that finished was an interesting sort of looking at like a legacy that is cut short. Um, yeah. It really really struck with me made, made me think and i think i think the other cool thing about this entire album in is showcased in 24 is that it's about god and it's about john dine it's about him and it's about kobe and it's about grief it's about like it's a it's about yeah. grief
0: it, it's one of the very rare moments on this album where all, all the different themes and ideas that he's talking about feel like they're one thing
1: they're one thing right there and it's access, it's it, it's accessible too because yeah. it because it's about so many things, it's like it it could it could hit home. Whereas I think a lot of times, cause Kanye is Kanye, it's hard for him to be relatable.
0: Absolutely, the next song is uh, "Remote Control" featuring Young Thug. Uh, definitely, I would say the the most inscrutable. Uh, song on this album that's the energy young thug brings that's the interesting thing though is that a lot of these songs feel like Ye is working the artist to get like the vibe or the meaning that that that, that he wants to get out of them this song is definitely feels like kanye is conforming to young thug's energy yeah
1: yeah and i, I mean i feel like you're kind of it, i feel like that's what Young, what you were saying. That's what
0: Young thought does. Yeah, this is also another song. This is like Off the Grid. This is a song where the hook is just like, I, I got it on remote control.
1: <laughs> it it did, like, I thought it was cool. I mean, yeah. I, I thought it was, a, a, like, very, I mean, it's like, I feel like it's frat basement music. Like, yeah. it's like, you can't really fight with the fact that it's like i mean because it's young though you know you can't but there's a lot of meat to this album but there's also a lot of moments where there's where there's not any and i think i do think that's kind of i do think that's cool too though because it acknowledges that sometimes you you need a little bit of of a little bit of a break
0: um yeah i, I kind of think this song is great i really like the just the x-files thing with like the with like that whistling on on the hook um the you know i, I was in my hovercraft uh the, the the thugs verse is really good uh and then of course the glob will lab shows up at the end <laughs>
1: I'm just I'm just fascinated by the amount of like gibberish on this on this album. I gotta say, I think that's that's fun.
0: That's like yeah, that'll come. And he's done a lot of stuff with like you know, he he obviously does these like reference versions of songs, early versions where he'll just be like muttering for a while, and then sometimes parts of that will end up on the versions that get released. He obviously he had the he had the poopity scoop and he had the. Um, the you know the gun ad libs that he was doing on the on the kitsy ghost era the the globgo gabgo lab is an interesting uh first of all just because i mean it comes from my 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 belief is that it comes from the video game donkey video of him reviewing Donda and you know every 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 track of some kind of bit and I, I I genuinely think that someone showed Kanye that video and he was like i'm gonna put that on the album uh but i think it's i think it's funny um in that same way as Lift Yourself, it's kind of got that like it, it's sort of like making fun of us for, for talking about how meaningful this album is. <laughs> Just,
1: I and I, I fucking love that.
0: I it's really good.
1: I love that shit. I love when when artists make fun of when they make fun of you and try to see like how hard you can you can try to pick apart everything they're doing. Just make you look stupid. I
0: love it. Yeah, I uh, I think it's um, I think it's funny, and it's just the right amount. You know, when they first played that at the second listening party, it was like, they it, it was like half a minute of the glug glug at the lab, and this is really just like it's in. You have to hear it, and now it's gone. <laughs> I like that.
1: Uh, no, it's, it's very it's very like the Scoop Diddy Whoop, where it's like you 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 learn to lean into it, and if it was too much of it, you wouldn't be able to just lean into it.
0: Yeah, and it transitions very nicely into Moon with Kid Cudi and Don Tolliver. Somehow, I never noticed until listening to it while taking notes that Kanye is basically not on this song. (laughs) Yeah, I think in some of the listening parties versions, he's on it more. I think the first listening party, it might have been him rather than Cudi, and the second listening party, they both had verses, but it's like... I don't know. This is a really good Kid Cudi song <laughs> that you know.
1: Such a good Kid Cudi. I love that he gave it to him on here. Um, right now, just like thinking, also just about like names and naming. Um, Moon being probably like an abbreviation of Man on the Moon for for Cudi and having that fit in with this this theme of it going uh, every other from Jonah to Junior to Twenty Four to Moon. Then to Donda and then I think that's where I just think that's a cool thing, a cool thread conceptually. Um, and I just I mean I love the I just like, yeah, it's
0: a really powerful track. We see some of those um, 24 themes come back with the uh, I want to go to the moon, Don't leave so soon. How could I get through? and that can be about that can be about grief it can be about loss it can be about divorce it can be about again kanye himself kind of going into uncharted territory and then yeah being worried about not being able to come back
1: yes and 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 knowing that uh kody also has sort of just completed them in on the moon trilogy and now mm-hmm. adds this sort of as a very brief not addition but like sort of you know it's definitely related because it's called moon it's it's still yeah. I guess in that realm uh, I think is is fascinating
0: yeah I think seeing this song as the conclusion of the Man on the Moon trilogy is actually really powerful
1: yeah I think th- I mean I think there's definitely I think there's something to be say, said about it
0: yeah there's not there's not so much to be said about this track I don't think it's kind of short and again Kanye's not on it at all it's just a Kid cuddy verse and a Don Tolliver hook um but it's good it's good
1: and I do I mean I think that in talking about Kanye sharing giving Cody just like giving Cody a track is cool
0: um, yeah, and it's interesting how the track that is so Kid Cudi vibes transitions directly into the most Kidzies Ghost song on the album, which is Heaven and Hell. Oh Man. yeah,
1: oh yeah. Well, it's a not, it's a nod. Well, because if we look at this as like sort of a sort of Kanye's story, mm-hmm. right, with this starting with Jay Z, then it's this is a nod to what doing Sea Ghosts did for him
0: and his career. And- Absolutely, so interesting. <laughs> Heaven and Hell. I adore this song. (laughs) It's so good. I love it. Yeah. No, it's just, it's, it's bomb. It's fire. Um, Incredible beat, incredible drop, like halfway through.
1: Well, it's very, it's it's just, it's, it's just cool. It's like. Yeah.
0: It kind of also occupies like a, like a feedbacky space on the album where like in a sea of songs with features and like, and like big changes and stuff, this is a solo rap track of kanye and it's also really aggressive and really incredible
1: oh it's he's i mean he's he's very aggressive he's very angry in this album and i think there's a lot to be said to that for that and he also gives himself um this is the midpoint
0: the flow that he does speaking of like calling back to earlier things it's similar to his new body flow and it's also similar to the two words flow from college dropout there's actually even more so like if you if you listen to the verses back to back there's like some very it's clearly like a specific we're going to do the same verse from two words. Um, And you, and this is him kind of confronting his demons, the world's demons using faith as a, as a, as, as as a shield, sort of the sort of, this is, you know, him kind of, kind of fighting back in a way. Uh, and, the, and the sample, the sample in the, after the drop, after the insane drop says heaven and hell is on earth, there speaks to the notion of, of, you know, having, having to take an active role in, in, in how you live your life and, and, you know, salvation and quote unquote salvation and quote unquote damnation, both being found in this life rather than just something you passively wait for. Totally. Totally. Uh, yeah. Great track. Uh, one of my, one of my 10 out of 10s. It was. No, it, it's absolutely. And then uh, Donda, where we once again hear Donda uh, speak and uh, talk about, it's so interesting actually, because, because this, this song's kind of an interlude and it's really, you know, it's emotional. It's good, whatever. But um on the one hand, it's a clip of Donda talking about Kanye, but it's also, she's also talking about Kanye in a way where she is really talking about herself, which I just think is really interesting.
1: I think it's fascinating. I don't know, I don't know what he's trying to say there, Um, but Mm -hmm. I do, I think it's, I think it talks about parent-child. I think it's sort of not, I think it Says something, yeah, and she's reading story.
0: that quote where she says, "We came from somewhere," and it feels like it feels like a self-aware meta thing of like of like here's Donda kind of being me and this is to 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 this this is it's him kind of connecting with where he came from and that could really be in the context of his journey and his divorce and the other like 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 things that this album's about maybe i i feel like that is the extent to which donda is significant to that in that it's it's sort of him remembering that he came from somewhere
1: yeah that was that was just very well said um and i think i think very very accurate um i think it's just i think it's a beautiful i think it's a beautiful moment on the album
0: it is, yeah, and, and it it's another it's another interlude thing. It reminds me of it. Definitely reminds me of Twenty Four. It feels like it's in that same bag. We got these still on vocals at the end that are beautiful gospel part. It's good stuff. Um, yeah, and it feels like we've been in this this kind of in between space on these last on these last uh, six tracks where things are where the first track is so magnanimous and everything is like is like hitting as hard as it possibly can. This part of the album feels a lot more spacey, and now we're getting into another phase of the album yeah yeah so yeah the next track is keep my spirit alive with kc west side gun and conway the machine to start uh this is this is really the moment that kc ultimately gets to shine on this album he was on it a little more in like the first listening party version and he had a verse on hurricane during the yadier at one point he like he's like been involved for a while but this is like his first actual moment to shine he I this out of all the like slower, like less musically uh, interesting songs on this album, I feel like this is the one that really, really works for me. Part of that is West Side Gun and Conway both crushing it. West Side Gun. You know, every every feature on this album is coming is bringing that lens of spirituality to it. But I think West Side Gun is is so funny about it and so, so kind of like the, the like the line that I that, that I have quoted here is hundred-round drum didn't jam when my shooters tried to spray it. Thank God. No. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> no, it's really, it's just good. It's really good. It's really good. He, you know, he, he gives it what he always gives it. Conway opens up, delivers a very uh, a very strong verse, and then Yay. That's the that's the interesting thing is that when when I talk about how I sort of felt like I I, I sort of felt like this was never going to happen, just because I couldn't imagine a Yay song and a Griselda song coming together. This both works in that west side Gun and Conway don't feel out of place on this Kanye album, and also Yay is rapping, and I think in inter okay I'm. Going crazy here i'm obviously i had a little something to drink but um the <laughs> the the he the that like vocal overlap thing happens and it's with royce of five nine so i think that royce wrote that kanye verse um which also just makes sense kind of lyrically and in terms of of, of how it sounds but i i think that yay fits in with griselda as much as griselda fits in with yay and it, it, it's unexpected but it's really it's really well done yes
1: yeah that's yeah that's a very good way of putting it also just in the realm of yeah making well not making but the fact the fact that there's a there's an element of of true collaboration instead of being sort of forced to fit into what Kanye is doing Kanye's got what he wants to do and also has other people who are going to be doing it and he can sort of do do his thing and build in what other people are going to do and be there with him with them on it which is very I find very cool and
0: yeah, we also yeah. get some classic uh some classic Kanye um puns here when he says not Wakanda but Wakanda is kind of like what we are about to make and who's going to make it Conda?" which is inter- which is interesting cuz he's calling himself Ye now and he calls himself Khan on that <laughs> on, on that track. He, well he's just like he's yeah, I mean he's just, he's just doing he's
1: he's doing Kanye um yeah. I mean, and that's my I it's like it's like I there are so many things I love it by Kanye, but the, the, just like the, the cla the way he tends to just like spit bars in the most classic and fun ways is, is what I think just remains core to him. And uh, that's still there. And it's amazing.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Keep my spirit alive is, is a highlight for me for sure. The next track is the nine minute long Jesus Lord. Um, It obviously occupies a space and an energy and a, and a tempo and a construction and themes where it, it, it's clear that in certain ways this is conceived as a parallel to Runaway J- just in like you know "Runaways." let's have a toast for the juice bags and this song is tell me if you know someone that needs Jesus Lord so like the, 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 there's a sense uh, of that like
1: I yeah, hadn't thought about yeah. that it, it definitely is it definitely is in a realm with one, Runaway I don't, know, I don't know how much I have to say about this because I feel like listening to it, I'm like, this is something Kanye needed to do and needed to have here for Kanye. And I don't care that much about the song um, mm-hmm. in either direction. I feel like Kanye, Kanye needed to do this for Kanye. I, d- I don't, I, he, de- there definitely is a Runaway parallel being drawn here. And I don't like that because I think Runaway alternatively is like, a runaway's runaway like what like
0: yeah and the thing is that runaway r- runaway is a suite. It has so many like, like like moving parts to it and this is basically unchanging for nine minutes. that's that's really
1: well it also feels self congratulatory. I feel like Kanye is mm. patting himself on the back. I'm feeling I feel like he's saying I did this thing and and then the other thing that I just don't get about it is just like okay, first of all, it's called Jesus Lord. And I'm just curious who he is calling, who is, who Jesus, is it this song? Is it, is he saying he's Jesus? Because I like, I, I kind of feel like he is and I don't, you know, and then, and then the other thing is that he, it's anti-president it's, it's anti-capitalist It's and then it's called Jesus Lord, which is like, I, that's my thing with Kanye is that he, he has moments where he does things that are so strong and powerful and then to not be able to acknowledge the way that quote-unquote Jesus Lord has been used against the mission that he he puts in this song I think is kind of I I mean I think everything Kanye does is tone deaf so I'm not really gonna criticize him by saying he's tone deaf because he is despite being so talented musically but that's sort of where I stand with the song is I I understand it's it's placed on the album for Kanye
0: yeah, I the, one of one of Kanye's stubbornnesses where I don't think I don't think we'll ever see much growth on it is is him being able to criticize the church. I don't I don't see that happening
1: really. Exactly, it's just like it's like Jesus Lord is definitely one of those songs that keeps me from saying that it's a no skip album, and this I think is. everything else everything else in it uh, up to this point. I got, I, like, I had, I had to listen to it, you know, the first couple of times when I was listening to the album, because, mm-hmm. you know, you can't, you can't just skip when you listen to an album the first couple of times, but everything else, I was like, okay, I can, I can, I can, I can vibe with this. I, it's just, it's nine, it's It's almost nine minutes, and that's not something that,
0: yeah. Here's my take on it. I, I like, I, I think it should be shorter. I think maybe they could have changed the beat for, for Jay Electronica's part and maybe they could have uh just just put something else in there, maybe, maybe had the Larry Hoover part the same way that um Who Will Survive in America was gonna be at the end of Lost in the World and then it became a different track. Like you could just have a separate track for the Larry Hoover thing, you know. There there are ways of, yeah. of, of kind of truncating. Yeah, this. because
1: well, because it's like I can't even really think about what the music there is because the thing takes up so much of so much space in it
0: yeah and it's uh, i mean i mean just having larry hoover's son on the on, on the song is such a like like that's great <laughs> like like that's yeah. like that's amazing but like it doesn't need to be 9 minutes i do feel like just as a listening experience it's more justified than i expect it to be like when i'm listening to it it doesn't feel like this is this is a way too long song it feels like this is i mean just a couple thoughts first of all i think the verse despite there being so many features and despite him taking the spotlight away from himself, that yay verse to me is the best verse on the album.
1: Yeah, that is true. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good point. That's, yep.
0: This, I mean, this is another moment. It, it, like 24, it's a moment where all the themes on the album come together, but rather than it being in this sort of vague, like, it's about grief and it's about this and that, like, like, He's really just going through. This is everything I'm thinking about right now. You know these uh, these suicidal thoughts when like surrounded by demons. This this line: uh, if I talk to Christ, can I bring my mother back to life? Like, uh, just just unseen levels of, of of vulnerability from from Kanye.
1: There and seeing Kanye being so vulnerable is, yeah, it is strong and it's just like I the the Larry Hoover be, like his son being there. I get
0: I get the point of it, but I I honestly think that maybe I think the purpose of having J Electronica on here is once again to parallel Runaway, and there are, there are similarities even though they play different roles. There are similarities in the flows. I feel I feel like Jay Lack is kind of calling up like like the structure of Push's verse from Runaway. Um, but I, I really think that maybe my ideal version of this song would just be Kanye's four-minute verse and the and the Larry Hoover part. <laughs> because really,
1: well, Kanye's, you can't Kanye's verse here is undeniably just brilliant.
0: Yeah. And like you know, but I I the, the locks on the extended version, I think they're great. I don't think they necessarily feel needed either um that could be that could be like a like a cruel cool summer style like that's a remix or whatever but um i just think um my problems with jay electronica being you know anti-semitic and anti-vax and all this uh, and all this stuff there's like he he mostly tones it down on this verse he gives us one rothschild reference and that's like a <laughs> that's like a bit of a step up by by jay like standards i think it's a great verse i think it's the best J like verse i've heard in a long time but um yeah I don't know <laughs> there's something instantly like here we like, go
1: really, and I also just I I don't know I feel like Kanye, Kanye does such a good job on there mm-hmm. and I could have could have had everything else there be a separate song I wish Kanye just I think it could have been two separate songs um I mean they the extended version I like just like I don't 11 minutes and 30 seconds of that I I sure. that that is that is like <laughs> Nine minutes, I could deal with. Eleven minutes is too. It's too long for a song. It's just like definitely,
0: and yeah. and yeah, I just like it's clear that I I I mean, this is really a theory of mine. I shouldn't say it's clear, but um, it feels to me that the reason for j Electronica being here is, I had a I had a guest rapper on Runaway. I had Pusher represent the douchebag, and now I'm gonna have uh, have elect represent the re- represent Jesus or represent the say the, 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 the like 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 some yeah. kind of some kind of higher plane thing, but. Uh, i don't think it's worth. I, I don't think it's a worthwhile feature <laughs>
1: it, it's not a worthwhile feature no and it's it's just because it, again it or harkens back to like i think kanye really needed this song to be on the album yeah um yeah
0: but uh after that um comes new again with uh with a very slight dare i say the the the, the like I, I don't. I don't think I've, I've ever heard Chris Brown better integrated on a song. And part of that is that he's there for like three seconds.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, he's there for three seconds. Um, you barely notice him there. I love New yeah. Again. I
0: just yeah, love it's him. good. It's good. And and I mean and I mean like d- musically, like 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 Chris Brown is integrated into that into that music very well. And he 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 sounds very fitting there in a way that he usually sounds grating.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I had, uh, new again. I think it's just. I think it's kind of one of those songs that it it's, it's rare you find a Kanye song that like people who don't get on their knees for that man um, can get into. And I think new again. I don't know. I think there's something about it that just like it's it's got a good vibe to it that I can see being into as as I can yeah. see just being generally into. Um, yeah, this is
0: this is clearly the like being saved portion of the album. I also feel like a, a lot of things from this album have been stuck in my head in the last couple of days, but the uh if I hit you with a WYD, you better not hit me with an H E Y part is is so good.
1: Stuck, <laughs> in head, stuck in my head since the first listening party. Like I have no stop thinking about it. I, it's so good. It's so good. Like it's so dumb, <laughs> but it's so good. It reminds me a lot of the of the ghost town. I've been trying to make you like
0: me. Uh, just one yeah. of those things.
1: You just want to, you can just scream in the car. You can just like get down to it. And Yeah. I'm glad it's there.
0: Yeah. There's also the most insane out-of-body experience line, which is only on this version of the song. Once I think at the first listening party, maybe in one of the versions of the song, it's like repeated a couple times. I like that line. I don't know if I want to hear it more if it, or if this is the right way to do it, but it's just, it's stuck with me because it's like, a little offbeat. It's kind of spilling off to either side of the beat, and it's just like, it's it's just this. You know, it's one of those things. It's like it's like an ultra light beam. It's something that no one no one would say that say <laughs>
1: that. And you, yeah, but you, yeah.
0: The I was talking about how this sort of sets up the like the the like rebirth part of the part of the album. You know, this back third. Um, I do feel like beyond that, a lot of the song isn't about anything. That intro, the hi with a bunch of eyes or hey with a bunch of eyes," thing, it's like, that, that's not about anything. <laughs> you know, like, you wear a different colored jersey every Thursday. Like, what's he talking about here? Literally, who knows? Who knows? I mean, yeah. I mean, I'll say this, though. I'll say this, though, that, that like, on Jesus is King, he's so averse to talking about anything other than God, which he has nothing to say about. And, I, and this is, you know... This feels like a moment of uh, he, he's sort of spilling out into, you know, I can have, I can kind of have fun again because, because, yeah, I'm, fun because I'm completing again. this journey. Yeah.
1: The, the Thursday lyric, um, Jock here, uh, mm-hmm. I was thinking Thursday Night Football. So it's like you're, you're a mix of like, you're wearing a different jersey every night. You're playing, you're, I think he's saying whoever this is isn't loyal. It's like, like she's just going to be into, Mm. whoever whoever's on on Thursday <laughs> night football you know or like you're you're playing for a different team every every Thursday night you're playing for. that's what I assumed I assumed that was my interpretation of it um sure. so I thought I thought I thought it was I thought it was I thought it was I thought it was, in, I thought it was very Kanye clever um
0: yeah I I thought that the um the outro to this song just kind of weak uh but I did like the um I noticed that on the second verse, he does a flow that is similar to the flow that he did on "Glow" with Drake. He does that da 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 da, yeah, like 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 he's getting that. back, yeah, yeah.
1: That's funny. That is
0: so. Yeah. Next is "Tell the Vision," which I'm going to just defend a little bit here. It's not good. It's it's the worst. It doesn't need to be there at all. But "Tell the Vision" was recorded for Donda it, it, it was meant to be on there it was on the track list and its appearance on the Pop Smoke album doesn't necessarily mean that like that, that, that it has to be taken off this one I think that you know first of all obviously Ye had like two-thirds of Panda on Life of Pablo um and given that this album is kind of theoretical, it is about grief or it's supposed to be about grief <laughs> there's there's a certain sense in which just having Pop Smoke actually show up there. It's like what you were saying about, about Jonah and, and and Kobe and, 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 you know, all these, you know, than Donda, like, 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 like having the voice of Pop Smoke appear through this, through this weird filtered kind of way where it's like, um, there, there's definitely some meaning in that.
1: Yeah, I know. I agree. I didn't, I didn't feel strongly either way about Tell the Vision. Um, I like it as a song. And I think I do think it belongs on the album despite being on, you know? I think, yeah. I think it belongs here. It was written for this. And I think you're absolutely onto something with, with the power of having pop Smoke's voice be there.
0: Yeah. And I think that like, nothing belongs on that Popsmoke album because it wasn't meant to be released, but.
1: Well, that's the th- I mean, And that's the thing with albums that are released after, you know, it's like, it's like you, that, it's a, it's a different kind of listening experience. Entire. yeah
0: and i yeah and i just i like i do think that after television was put on the pop smoke album he could have like it doesn't it, it doesn't feel like even though thematically it's clearly meant to be here it doesn't feel like it needs to be here like it feels mm-hmm. it feels like you could take it out with nothing especially since he clearly put all this stuff on it to try and distinguish it from what's yeah. on from mm-hmm. from what's on the pop smoke album it just like it's
1: like they're still it, the same song along, dude like yeah well, it's again this sense of Kanye. Need, Kanye had things that needed to be on this album for him, and so does it heighten our experiences as, as listeners. I may like maybe, but it he needed it to be there, which I guess I I respect. That.
0: Next is uh, Lord, I Need You, um, a track maybe the, maybe the the most earnest expression of love for Kim that Kanye's ever released. Another track that like starts out being about religion and that it like very quickly is like, oh, this is just about my marriage, um, which I think speaks to what we'll get into at the end about what this, what this album is actually about. Uh, But yeah, it's cute. And it's got those goofy lines again. It's got, you know, Beth Collapses talk about in KFC, cussing at your baby mama, I guess that's why they call it custody, which is another like very Eminem line there. But I I just, this is a, the, I feel like those things kind of add character to this verse because it's about being open and like expressing the like, like expressing himself towards Kim. And so I, I you know, I feel like I feel like the same way that the corny puns on Jesus walks kind of make it feel more personal. I feel like that same thing applies here. You know, it just it just it, it feels like there's really yay talking.
1: Yeah, no, I just absolutely I just I loved it. I, I it's so tender. Yeah. And I just like tender from Kanye is something so beautiful. Um, I was I was a huge, huge fan of it. Um and it, I mean it does just it's this, it's him. He's here and he's
0: there's the there's a minor beat shift at some point where there's where the wheezy out of here tag comes in. I don't know if that was enough of a switch to, to need its own its own producer tag, but uh yeah, I like the song. It, it, it's very mellow, good vibes. Uh, the outro with was it, it was like good. It felt good, but I feel like that whole Sunday Service Choir comes in and does a chorus at the end trick. Um, it's kind of overdone at this point. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, I think the Sunday Service was extremely cool when he introduced it, and now I'm kind of like over it. I
0: yeah, I mean, you know, it's meaningful to him, whatever. the The, the most a revealing line here that sort of started my ultimate idea of what of, of what this album is is the line trying to do the right thing with the freedom that you gave me. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and it comes back in these later songs about how about seeing his divorce and maybe some other things as like a, 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 as a gift. Um yeah. that, 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 that I think speaks to the journey that he takes where he starts out like he, he, he starts out feeling like i'm getting divorced and it's the end of the world and then he you know comes to reinterpret that after using that to... as an armor
1: yes come to come to understand it yeah mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah so the next song is pure souls with roddy rich and shencia another great track in my opinion i think roddy crushes it it mostly feels like a roddy track that kanye is on but like Roddy's
1: great yeah Roddy's great I have nothing I have nothing like I have no hugely strong opinions on it but like Mm -hmm. it's it's great it's cool um it's great it's cool it's fun it's and Roddy does a great job so no complaints yeah
0: the one thing that I do have to say is that like in the hook, Kanye is sort of bringing it into this point at the end of the album where he says, devil, get behind me. I'm loose. I'm free. Father, Holy Spirit, let loose on me. Like this is this is the euphoria at the end of the at the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, but in his verse, he's talking about it's mostly about how he has like mob ties. And and he says he and he like, you know, taking shots at Drake again, saying I could give a dollar to every person on earth. That's got to be God's plan. Like, <laughs> you know. It, it does feel a little bit like, why are we coming back to this now? And I guess like the next stage is he's still going to be beefing with Drake and Drake's going to put something out and it's going to turn into a thing. So like, it makes sense that he would want to keep that up, but it just feels like th- th- that thing thematically feels out of place with where the album is by that point.
1: Yes. Cause he's, well, it's like, there's something, well, there's something more some more powerful about not taking the shots because he seems to have come past it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I see that. I
0: see that. And then, uh, yeah, Shansia sounds amazing on the outro. I don't think it adds that much, but like, it you know she sounds great. And then but she um, sounds great.
1: Too, I can
0: play. Him. Yeah. Yeah. And the principal assertion here, the truth is only what you get away with. Um, on the first track on this album, he says, "I'll be honest, we're all liars." Uh, there's definitely. I don't know if I fully interpreted what he's saying about the truth here that might tie to. The, the 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 thing about being uh about being cancelled and about and, and about like public perception that he's trying to like like that layer of meaning to the album but the i mean there's something there i'm sure
1: i <laughs> um, yeah i'm sure it's something i think kanye has always had kind of a um relationship to truth um yeah you know like i think about the the um I don't i think it, it's on life of pablo somewhere the ultimate gentleman has survived um mm-hmm. You just i think he he understands himself as this sort of liver of liver of multiple truths um
0: yeah and, and and i guess that i guess the thing we're talking about with him being a performance artist and everything he does being earnest and also performative, the truth is only what you get away with starts to take on a bit of meaning in that context
1: exactly exactly yeah.
0: So the next song is Come to Life, which on this listen was my favorite song on the album. Because here's the thing. There are a lot of moments on this album where he's like building on the past, working with new sounds. But this is the first moment that feels like emotionally and just, just in terms of like, there's probably maybe that you could argue it for other moments, but I feel like this is the one moment that struck me as a moment that is emotionally some completely uncharted territory for Kanye.
1: Yeah, he's here he's here and he's yeah.
0: never sounded so passionate on a song ever strongly agree
1: yeah yeah he's and he's excited and, and yeah and, and well and come to come to life it's a it's a beautiful place to land in what is the second is the second to last song because the last four are are new editions but are old, but have already appeared, and I think come come to life is a cool place to sort of end yeah. the the story. To, well, to begin to end.
0: Yeah, the the synths are amazing. The Tyler the creator on those keys just just bringing it to this this like this orchestral fucking level. That's I mean it, that that's a real like MBDTF moment. Like everything's at the highest level, um, and yeah, yeah, it just the the emotion here and it's euphoric but there's also this um this continued play with the concept of freedom here this um what does he say uh really problems again through two on your pin uncle now he back at the pen auntie shut down again he's talking about the the divorce again where he's uncle and and and, and kim is auntie that's my interpretation anyway he says um did she finally come to life? That could mean something else, but that that ties into the the, the she of this album that I have to talk about. But um, mad yeah. when she's home, sad when she's gone. Like, uh, th- goddamn. There's uh, took your thoughts and penciled them in. Should have wrote them down in pen, and maybe they'll come to life. Like, the, the, like that's the thing is that um, that, like maybe they'll come to life. Is 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 you know, there's definitely a meaning of like this of like this is me coming to life, but also that 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 maybe they'll come to life could could signify so yeah. much more
1: could be so much more and i also think um it's a thing he tends to to do having everything at a 10 in the second to last song Mm -hmm. is a that um on yay with ghost town um like and i think that's very cool bringing things up really high and then sort of he prepares to close out and i think that's pretty i think that's awesome and I like that he does it with the, I like that he does it emotionally and musically here, because I feel like sometimes he just kind of is like, I need a big, I need a big bang, bang emotionally. Nope, I need a big bang mus- musically. And sometimes the feeling like is there, sometimes it's not. Whereas this, it's like everything's there,
0: everything's locked in intent. I love it. Yeah. And then the final track, which, like these last few tracks, I feel like is interesting in that it's No Child Left Behind. It's interesting in that it's, it's this in the narrative of the album. It's this moment of euphoria and coming to terms with everything, but it also very much feels like an opening into something else. Like 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 pure souls is this is this like we're having fun. I'm loose. I'm free. But it's also it's still taking shots at people and and still having that 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 anger in you. And then come to life is you know it's I'm coming to life, but it's maybe they'll come to life. And then and then this one, no child left behind. Just I mean. You know, it's 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 about him being reborn and about he's done miracles on me, but it's also, I don't know if this is just, I remarked about Jesus is King that every song on that album feels like an intro. Part of that is the lack of drums. Part of that is just like, you know, everything feels like if that was the first song on album, it would be great. And that, you know, if, 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 because things feel like they build but never get anywhere. Um, and this is another song that's sort of structured that way, but it feels like, it feels like, it feels like an opening into something, like, uh, you know, where, like, like, I I don't know, just, it just musically, and in terms of the, the great verse, and the, you know, he's done miracles on me, it just feels like it's, it's introducing the next chapter.
1: Yep, yep, like, leading, like, leading into something, and I also think I, um, I need to be a good girlfriend and get Jamie from the airport but um so I'm gonna need to leave but I think that all of that yes opening a new ch- chapter brilliant yes and he ended he ends with the child on yay too with violent crimes That's he does true. the same he does the same fucking thing where it's like everything is fucking there he's emotionally raw he's he's out on the table right with ghost town and then he has this just like tender like just like you know and I, I think that Violent Crimes is to his kids and to himself and I think that I think that No Child Left Behind is sort of more to I think it's it's to him as a child and from Donda and I think it's a I think it's a really beautiful place to an album um and I and I really I just ended there and I just I just love it yeah
0: yeah so um i can i wrap things up before you yes, uh, set off so yeah i guess just in terms of like what my overall feelings on the album, I think it's, I think it's very good. Honestly, I feel it's it all this time. I think it's the strongest Kanye album since Jesus. Um, people always say it's the strongest since Life of Pablo. I don't feel like that's really saying much because all the albums since Life of Pablo felt kind of unfinished. You know, they're, 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 This also feels unfinished, but I just, I feel like it's, it, you know, I think it surpasses Life of Pablo, but my take on what it means is that... Um, when I was talking about the she that keeps showing up and how it's about his divorce, there's also the fact that on MBDTF, on Life of Pablo, the he's talking about Kim, but he's also talking about fame in, in, in a lot of ways on those songs. And I think that same thing might be true here. That sort of ties the getting canceled meaning in jail to the to the divorce meaning in jail, where it's just like, you know, this freedom that he's been granted by Kim in the form of, the, 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 which he comes to see as a freedom. It's the same thing with getting canceled, where he feels like, where he feels like being scrutinized as heavily as he as, as as he has been has is is you know pushing him is is you know pushing him to the edge, but he comes to see it as a source of freedom as well. Um, I, whether or not I agree with that, we'll'll we'll, we'll, we'll leave for another time That's just he you know the, the, it's about donda is God, and Kim is fame that's, that's my take on the album.
1: Yeah, I think that's beautiful. Um, and I think what's also beautiful about Donda's God and Kim is fame is that Kanye finds a way to sort of know how, know that he loves both. And yeah. he has to figure out, you know, how he can have both. And again, I mentioned, I mentioned um, sort of Earlier, this just really compelling thing about Kanye's relationship to fame and the fact that fame, Kanye's fame is, is the thing that in a way killed Dunda. Um but yeah, I think that's I think Yeah, if I
0: it finds him developing a healthy relationship with both of those things. Brig, thank you so much for coming. Is there anything you would like to plug before we sign off?
1: Oh god, is there anything I'd like to plug? Not off the top of my head. I I I think, you know. St- Streamedonda.
0: Okay, <laughs>
1: there not you go. <laughs> yeah, it's so, it's
0: yeah. it's good. Uh, if you if, if you have any objections to Marilyn Manson or any of the other any of Kanye's other uh, ludicrous uh, moves in the past couple of years, feel free to not listen to it. We're 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 not telling Bye. you to, but we both like it a lot, and we have all these. And if you've listened this far you're probably interested in it right (laughs) (laughs) yeah all right thank you so much for coming i'll let you i'll let you sign off
1: you good luck moving to philly i disagree i disagree gary I disagree, Gary.